G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. A fascinating new autobiography capturing the remarkable story of a top sporting champion has been released this month. It's described as a no-holds-barred, real-life story of someone who was lost, broken and desperate to find meaning in the world we live in. The author is Iona Rossley, whose book is called Racing on Empty. Iona now lives in Australia. As a woman literally living in the fast lane of speed skiing and equestrian endurance racing, Iona shares her story of the years she spent chasing dreams of fame and glory on the sporting stage in her search for purpose, hope and meaning. Iona is a champion athlete turned TV presenter, artist and author. She's also a lay minister for the Anglican Church in Australia. Iona is joining us. Iona, welcome along to 2020. Yes, thank you very much, Neil. Thank you. Iona, congratulations on the release of your book. Thank you. (laughs) Now, coming to your story, in your younger years, God was both distant and very impersonal, Mm. and you turned your back on anything that was remotely religious. For you, sport was everything. Yes, yeah. My identity, I was very shy when I went to a convent school, and I shunned all the uh, rituals and traditions. I couldn't quite understand. Actually, everything was in Latin, so it was quite difficult to understand. Um, And my identity came from my sports. I realized I was uh, good at sports and I clung on to that. Um, And I think we all do that to a certain degree. We find something we're good at and we don't let it go. And so you excelled in your sport. And I think you're talking about skiing here initially because Mm. you're across a whole bunch of different sports. You really love all sorts of different sport and Mm. real action sport too. But you excelled uh, becoming a ski instructor and then you represented Great Britain in speed skiing and you secured the title 1986 Ladies British Overseas Champion and also the New Zealand Ladies Champion. Uh, You were on the podium quite often. Yes, and actually it was when you do well in a race and the next morning you wake up and you realize that, well, I was expecting to feel different. I was expecting to have the emptiness that I carried with me all the time filled because I'd actually achieved what I wanted to achieve, which is money, fame, fortune, winning. And it actually, the hole got bigger. (laughs) Your, Your success is, your feeling of success is very fleeting. And then I really realized there's got to be more than this because it's years of getting onto the podium. And then when you do, you don't have the feeling that you wanted. And that drove me to, you know, down lots of other avenues, um, not the right ones. And I went searching in the form of Buddhism and crystals and Reiki and because I knew, I knew there was more, but I just didn't know where it was. You recognised what I think you call an emptiness inside and mm. tried to fill that not only with 
sporting achievements and uh, being on the podium, being first, uh, competing mm. and winning, but also these other uh, even Eastern mystical style religious pursuits. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you had the, the search going everywhere, left, right and centre, to find some sort of meaning <laughs> for your life. Yes. Yeah, I think it was um, from the very from a very early age. Um, I just, I, I think I'm, we're all seekers, and I just, and I think God plants a seed in us in us that we belong to Him, and it's just finding Him on our journey. And you know, my journey was quite up and down, and I actually walked away from Him on a number of occasions, which I can't believe I did, but I did, because we have freedom to choose. Uh, but he never lets go. He never let go. And when he gets your attention, it's not always a comfortable experience. You suffered a life-threatening fall while you were speed skiing. Mm-hmm. Uh, take us back to that that day when you had a fall. Yeah, well, I felt obviously totally unexpected. Um, we're flat, we're actually speed skiing is like jumping out of a block of flats. So on my second run, it's a, qu- a pre-qualifier for the World Championships. Um, I took off and um, you pick up speed very fast and the next minute I'm on one ski my right ski had come off so I'm skiing at over a hundred and something kilometers an hour on one ski and I did the wrong thing instead of just relaxing and falling which is very difficult at that speed I actually put my heel down and as I put my right heel down I shattered my right leg into nine pieces and then I fell for a kilometre and I went through the speed trap at about 160 kilometres an hour. And on the way down, I thought, that's it, it's finished. I know, I'm. that's it, end of story. And um, I thought about my dog, who's going to look after my dog. But on the way down, everything goes in very slow motion. And in that time, which wasn't long, I really believed that God was there and holding me. And I didn't understand who God was, but I felt a presence there when I was falling. I imagine you don't get it all at once. And so when you're yeah. having this vision in the slow motion fall, even life-threatening, 160 kilometers an hour, and you mm-hmm. have this impression that God is there in the circumstance, was that mm. the start of a new journey towards seeking him, finding the sort of meaning that you were looking for? It was, but I'm just very obsessive and very competitive. I briefly met, not long after I went to stay with my father in Cyprus, and I ended up with an amazing Christian group, Bible study. We went on retreats, and I really felt that, geez, finally I'd met Jesus, and it was the way to go. But as soon as I was able to go back into sports, I just walked away from him. And um, I can't even today. I just don't understand why I did it, but I did because I wouldn't let go of my identity. I didn't see my identity in Christ. I saw it in myself, and I needed to hang on to that. Um, so it was years, years later that He stepped in and took everything away from me for me to realize that you know He is the only He, he is He is the only one that can give you meaning and purpose and hope there is no one else so the bright lights the podiums the adulation that comes from others 
those sorts of things, as well as, I imagine, some worldly possessions. Those are the sorts mm-hmm. of things that a lot of people put their faith in and think that that's mm. what their life is all about. You've discovered something a little deeper than that. Yes. I, you know, Jesus took, I think twice, maybe three times in my life, he took away everything. Um, and it was to, it, obviously the, the time that I, I just surrendered everything was with the horse riding when I was on the Irish team. And he, you know, I was so obsessed with being the number one Irish rider when I didn't qualify. And it's a, you'll read it in the book, but I was so angry with him. I thought I was a Christian then, but I wasn't. He, when I asked to, to step in and show me, he did, and he will with everybody. And it was just so amazing. And he did it. He did it out of pure love. But for the first couple of days, I felt like I died inside. And then suddenly, I, I, I felt like I came face to face with Jesus, and I realized that I've been totally. It's all about me. It's all about me running, you know, running my race. And he was an add-on. And um, as soon as you let go of those reins then you become who you're supposed to be, who he created you to be, and you can live a life that is, well, one of freedom. I, just, I would call it freedom and peace. Yeah. I imagine that for many of us, we hold on to the pursuit of fame and glory and possessions because that's the only thing we know has value. Mm, this mm. idea of surrendering those things, that's why they're so hard to give up because that's where our identity and purpose is, but surrendering Mm -hmm. those things to Jesus uh, and Mm -hmm. taking on his identity or his identity for you, uh, Mm -hmm. that's that's the risky thing for some, but it made a huge difference for you. Yeah, I I think we become, we carry so much around with us, which lays quite heavily on our shoulders. And when you surrender everything, weight is taken off you to the point that you no longer have to compare yourself with anybody else. Um, You have this um, amazing sense of overwhelming peace. And, you know, I still go off and I'm far from perfect. I still go off and hit a brick wall and I go, well, what happened there? And Jesus said, well, you did that on your own. And, you know, life is never, is never going to be smooth. We're all on a little bit of a roller coaster. But when you've got him covering you, protecting you, and you're praying into every single detail, you know, God is there for you. And he guides you every day. We, we get signs. He wants to communicate with us. Um, my thing now is just my love, just sitting at his feet and let, letting him speak and not keep asking and asking and just listening to what he says and guiding me in my life and you know not we're all different so we need to ask his for you know for clarity and wisdom on the way forward and the giftings and the strengths and the talents that we have you know he gave us our personality he gave us our gifts so when we surrender everything over to him he uses us and uses our gifts that are specifically for us, which I think is amazing. And we all fit together in that body of Christ, um, using our giftings. And you get that when you spend time with him. 
Well, when you have those relapses into the Mm. idea that all of those possessions and fame and glory could be mine one more time and surely they'll give me the sense of contentment that I'm looking for. But what you're saying Mm. is uh, even in the relapse, when you come back to Christ, you recognise that the contentment that is there under his presence uh, is better than any contentment that you can find anywhere else. Is that a good way of bringing that description? Yes, I mean, at the end of my book, I'll just talk about, you know, what I love most now, even though I'm still competitive, I'm competitive for Christ, is actually just to sit in his presence. There is nothing on this earth that can compare. If you even had a glimpse of Jesus's glory, it would turn you upside down, inside out, and you would never be the same. And you get that when you sit at his feet and when you ask him, just just to, you know, also to reveal himself, to, you know, experience him more, to hear him more. He, there's never one prayer that's not answered. Um, it's not always in our time. Um, it's in his time frame. But, um, yeah, just being in his presence will change you, transform you, and restore you into, into a different person. Iona, we mentioned that you, these days, you're living in Australia, you're also a lay Mm -hmm. minister for the Anglican Church in Australia. How do people make connection with you? And they might well, uh, just uh, your story strikes a chord with a lot of people. How would they connect Mm -hmm. with you? Um, Probably through my website, um, which is ionarossley.com. Um, and I'm doing quite a lot of travelling around. I hope to do a lot of travelling around Australia, speaking, um, when the lockdown is removed, which would be special. Um, but that at the moment is the best way. Um, and then I can communicate with everyone. It's, yeah, it's just very special just reaching out and speaking to people and chatting to people online and Zooming, which is what everyone's doing at the moment. So, yes. Well, Iona, I'll point people to your website, Iona Rossley. That's spelled R-O-S-S-E-L-Y, ionarossley.com. And Iona's book is called Racing on Empty. It is available now as an e-book. It'll be available as a paperback in just a short while. And yes. right now you can search Amazon or Booktopia, Fishpond or Kurong and uh, all the royalties from your book, Iona, going to the Sozo Foundation. It's a yes. non, non-government yeah. organisation that serves mm. disadvantaged people and uh, based mm. in uh, Cape Town in South Africa. That's obviously yes. a charity you've supported for a long time. Uh, the last couple of years, it's actually um, it was started by a couple of friends of ours um, and we know where the money's going. So we know it's going specifically to uh, young uh, teenagers who are learning um, how to be baristas, hairdressers, uh, bakers. And it's just the most amaz- amazing educational uh, for them and to go back into their community. So we like to know that the money's going directly to the children and we can see what the money is doing. And we visit there once, maybe twice a year. So that's really special. And so many listeners will love a sporting champion testimony and the way you share it, no doubt there'll be some who'll be looking to get a hold of your book, Racing on Empty, com. Iona, wonderful catching up. Thanks so much for sharing your thoughts with us today yeah. on 2020. Thank you very much, Neil. Thank you and blessings to you and your ministry. 
Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.